We owe a lot of advances in Western medical science to the very shady phenomenon of grave robbing on behalf of medical schools. Scientific progress often creates ethical casualties, where rights are trampled over, or vulnerable people exploited, or, as in this case, deliberate choices were made that attack personal autonomy. So, into the tale of the Resurrectionists. In England in the 18th and 19th centuries, people's fear of death and desire to respect the dead collided directly with the pragmatic desire to train doctors using cadavers. Medical schools needed cadavers, and England had recently reduced its use of the death penalty. So, a very ethically dark solution was found. So-called resurrection men would steal bodies from graves in the dead of night. They'd show up to medical schools with bodies in tow, where professors and surgeons would pay for the bodies and not ask questions. To be clear, no one had any doubt about where the bodies came from, but surgeons were often perfectly happy to not think too hard about it, and resurrection men were glad to make a lucrative living from grave robbing. Resurrection men would even show up as to funerals as fake mourners to scope out bodies. For its part, the law ran a similar calculus. The law chose to more or less look the other way. Stealing jewelry or other items of value was a felony, but stealing the body itself was only a misdemeanor. For better and worse, the law knew that this was an unacceptable practice, and that would, also that it was furthering the education of surgeons who would be less likely to make mistakes if they had access to cadavers. Resurrection men became so prolific that, for a while, bars over graves, spikes, and other deterrents were in vogue. Resurrection men had a long run before the U.S. and the U.K. managed to find a less ethically dubious solution. Eventually, the law did decide to step in. Harsher bodily autonomy laws were instituted, and enforcement became more consistent. This was important for the longer trajectory leading towards body donation. At because at this point in history, for serious crimes, you might not just be sentenced to death, but to dissection. There was no awareness of the ethical shadiness of dissection, and this was an era where the body was considered sacrosanct. At a point where dead bodies were nearly universally regarded as untouchable, society decided that poor people and people convicted of crimes are fair game for dissection, and that their bodily autonomy could be violated. The stigma of a dissection being associated with poor people and criminals delayed the point um, at which the U.S. and the U.K. came around a voluntary body donation. Eventually, protection of bodies from resurrection men did contribute to a gradual lessening of the taboo of body donation. And we're doing better, sure, but it would be a lie to say that we've made the practice entirely ethical. In 2017, a Reuters investigation found that cadavers in the United States could be often be transported, sold, and traded among medical schools without explicit consent from the donor next of kin. And still, many cadavers come from people in poverty who are drawn to free cremation. Consent, sure, but not always freely given. Cadavers are incredibly important, and, you know, depending on what my loved ones at the time think, I'm donating my body. But it is important to strive for a science with fewer ethical casualties. The resurrection men aren't as far from our time as we'd like. Anyway. Back to more music. And enjoy. And think. With stories of the, we'll just say choices, um, the medical profession has made behind us, let's transition now into just the lovely intersection of beautiful and spooky. We love the playlist from Over the Garden Wall. That soundtrack we think is absolutely stunning. Just as stunning as the show and its animation and beautiful storyline and engaging characters. We think it's a very good match, and we hope uh, you enjoy the selection that we've that we have coming up here for you. 
We hope it conveys a little bit of spookiness. Maybe not as much as usual, but... This, Might um, I just say, one of the songs is called More Bones to Sort, so it is spooky. But is we do love a show with a strong aesthetic and also a frog. Such a strong aesthetic. The show is beautiful. The characters are lovely, adorable. They're, so the two main characters, one is Wirt, and he wears a long red cone on his head because, you know, why not? And his little brother, Wirt, who wears a giant teapot on his head. And there are reasons for these things, actually, but I don't, won't spoil it because it comes at the end. Um, let's see, and they, the little brother, Greg, carries a giant bullfrog with him around at all times, and this frog's name changes between, <laughs> it changes from, uh, the name Kitty to Wirt, which is his brother's name, to George Washington, and then <laughs> Benjamin Franklin, and then finally, the frog is, in the end, named Jason Funderburker. <laughs> So, this is this beautiful show. Um, I think it's stunning. It makes me think. It's it's a little bit dark, you know, in the way that we're a little bit dark, but still goofy. So, I highly recommend it. It's it's made me think about, you know, media in a way that, um, you know, not a, lot, not a lot of media makes me think. Ooh. It's, yeah. I'd very it's much kind enjoyed of a, the parts I've seen and look forward to seeing the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole new thing. Highly, highly recommend. And it's pretty short. Also, that's the first time I've heard the full list of frog names. And I'm just so thoroughly delighted. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, enjoy. Also, that, that's the list of names I'm going to name all my kids. Um, thank you for tuning in to Paranormal Punk on 91.9 FM Smith College Radio. Was a cue.